HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hello, welcome back to Heritage Radio Network on tour. My name is Kat Johnson. I am with HRN. We are a food podcast network based in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Uh, But this weekend, we are here in Denver, Colorado for Slow Food Nations. I want to thank Slow Food USA, Hearst Ranch, the Big Green Egg, and the Julia Child Foundation for Gastronomy and the Culinary Arts for making our trip to Denver possible um, we have just been having some of the most interesting and inspiring conversations while we've been here, and I'm excited to keep that going because I have two guests that are based here in Denver, one very newly based in Denver <laughs> who just left Brooklyn. So we, we did not meet in Brooklyn. We met here in Denver, but I'm so excited to hear about your journey. Um, Arden Lewis, he's the executive chef of Kamal Heritage Food Incubator. Welcome. Thank you. Hello. And then we also have Erica Rojas, who is a former participant in the Comal Heritage Food Incubator. So we're going to get some real um, insight into how this organization works. Welcome, Erica. Thank you. So, Arden, why don't we just start off, for people who are unfamiliar, what is Comal Heritage Food Incubator? Well, uh, Kamal Heritage Food Incubator is a community-based organization, um, truly that, um, started with some uh, women in the community over in the Globeville, Elyria, Swansea area, and it is under the umbrella of Focus Points Family Resource Center, and we provide uh, an economic uh, springboard, basically, for immigrant and refugee women um, to want to start their own food businesses, uh, like Erica over here. Uh, So that being said, it's like an earn-while-you-learn um, environment where you learn how to take what you know. Um, most of the women here are cooking way better than I did before I even started cooking. So they're like many steps ahead of me right now. And we take their natural talent and kind of translate that into the commercial business of whether it's catering or a restaurant. And we take it from there. And people can go eat there. Exactly. So um, we have a lunch service from Monday to Friday, 11 to 2. And we focus right now on Mexican and Middle Eastern cuisine. We do Mexican uh, 11 to 2, Monday to Thursday, and then Middle Eastern on Fridays. And it changes because we are, our, our staff changes uh, throughout the day, and we have rotation of, um, of cycles, so graduating from level to level. And depending on who's leading, you'll get a different um, Mexican uh, special on a Monday versus a Wednesday. And you'll taste the nuances from the different regions of Mexico as well. Um, like we have Erica here from Guadalajara. And we also have some uh, participants who are from Mexico City, mm-hmm. um, Durango, 
and uh, Puerto Vallarta. So we get different flavors of Mexico, and we have some, in the Middle Eastern side, we have some Syrian cooks and Iraqi cooks as well. Amazing. Um, so Erica, um, and I do want to mention that Erica's daughter, Fatima, is here. So if, uh, Hi, Fatima. Hello, Fatima. Hi. If, if uh, Erica wants to answer in Spanish, Fatima will help us translate. Totally your call. So tell us about the food that you cook um, from the region that you're from and the type of food that you would serve at Kamal. Uh, yo cocino comida mexicana, típica mexicana. Uh, la cocino en Comal para eventos y también para... Ya tengo mi propio negocio. Soy de las primeras graduadas de Comal. Uh, mi especialidad es la birria porque soy de Jalisco. La birria es de Jalisco. Es una... Es carne de res uh, cocinada muy despacio con especies. Uh, I cook uh, food from Guadalajara. I work for Comal and my specialty is birria because I'm from Guadalajara. That's something we're really good at. You still cook the meat. Um, and you add a special sauce to it. Ooh. What is birria? Es, es carne de, yo la cocino con carne de res. Ayer la cocinamos aquí para... De borrego. De borrego. Sí. <laughs> ah, pero en sí la birria es um, una salsa con tomates, chiles y especies. Y cualquier tipo de carne se puede usar y se cocina muy um, despacio. I like yeah. to use beef, but yesterday for the Slow Foods Nation event, we use lamb. It tastes just as good, but you use a lot of different spices and you cook it really slowly for it to come out really juicy and good. Mm. Yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah, it was delicious. It was absolutely <laughs> delicious. Well, that was for the, the Slow Food Nations event yesterday. The yes. The food over fire. That yeah, was yeah. Uh, food over fire with a little bit of rain. Food under rain. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, um, Erica, tell me about, you have a food truck as well. Sí, yo comencé eh, antes de graduarme con Comal con mi compañía de catering y ahora ya tenemos un food truck, tenemos un mes trabajando. Yeah, I have a food truck. I had it before I graduated from Comal and now we've been working on it. I've had it for like a month now that we're actually starting with the business. Mm -hmm. What's the name of your business? It's Prietos Catering. Um, so... Arden, t thinking of this kind of as a, a template for how um, women work with Kamal and then they graduate, tell me a little bit about like what that path is like. Um, so initially uh, you come in and it's, everyone starts at the porter position, right? So it's the foundation of any restaurant, any food business, it's uh, the organization is key. So they, they go through that and then from there we move on to a, a prep cook position. Um, so we test out of that, we have a curriculum for that. And once you test out of it, and it's, it's really, it's not as intense as like a culinary school mm -hmm. because the idea is that we want you to succeed and, and we're paying you, you're not paying us. So it's a matter of, um, you learn at your pace. It's very customized. So it's not like after three months you must pass. If you don't pass, then you're out. It's a, it's a very forgiving and um, customizable uh, program. So once you test out of it, we go into the prep position. Um, you learn some basic kitchen skills, um, knife skills, uh, different terms. And, it's, and while it's a very multicultural environment, um, it's part of the testing is learning the key phrases in, in English, right? So learning the, the things that you need to know to succeed in the business outside of Kamal in English, and, but we're not forcing you to learn English to converse, right? Mm -hmm. It's more about the business. It's, it's business English. And in, in, this, in this instance, it's food. And so once you test out of that, we have a line cook position, which is uh, similar to like a lead uh, line cook position where you start learning about um, 
creating the specials and leading the line um, for the lunch service. And then after that, we move into the catering portion of uh, the business where you learn how to kind of stand on your own uh, and, and start your own business. And you learn about the costing and the hiring and the labor and the food, food purchasing and all the things that go along with that. And my role uh, coming into this as executive chef um, in the confines of this program, it's more of a facilitator, motivator, and educator as opposed to an executive chef. Because as I said, um, the participants, they have already have a natural ability. They can cook the food. They've been cooking it longer than I can even imagine right now. So it's more of <laughs> translating that and scaling it out, scaling it up into a commercial business. And um, my goal is to kind of expand and, and, and um, expand the curriculum itself and uh, make it a bit more uh, encompass make it a bit more uh, customizable for everybody. So I want to, you know, increase the amount of learning experiences within the restaurant industry. Uh, so if we're talking about, um, you know, we're doing lunch, then we're talking about, you know, what it means to be a porter, but also what it means to um, uh, organize the kitchen in a way that it, meet, that it works well for the cooks, right? And then once you become a cook, it's like, what do I, how do I measure this? What is a measurement, uh, port versus pint versus gram versus milliliter? What do all those things mean? And how can I translate that into making it the most um, cost-effective menu and also more, most profitable menu for the participant? Um, so when we get more into the business side of things, I want to get more into the business side of things. Um, we've got the cooking, we've got the creative aspect down, the culinary arts down, but I want to get more into the business side and kind of grow that part of the curriculum. And then kind of, um, you know, expand everyone's uh, experiences with creativity. Mm -hmm. So I find that, you know, the more, and you can agree or disagree, but the more you start cooking is the more you want to learn more, right? And the more you want to experience more than what you know. It's how we get better as chefs, how we get better as cooks is kind of getting out of your comfort zone and then mastering that. Mm -hmm. And then you find a new comfort zone that you're not familiar with and try to master that as well. It's, it's, it's the only way that this career is exciting, at least for me personally, is uh, to learn something new every day. And I want to bring that to Kamal as well. Erica, when you came, first came into Kamal, um, what are one or two skills that you wanted to learn? Yo pensaba que iba a aprender solo a cocinar, pero aprendí a, a manejar mi, mi, mi negocio. Yo en Comal tuve la oportunidad de equivocarme, aprender equivocándome. Ahí me puedo equivocar. Um, yo no sabía nada de... Sabía cocinar. Yo ya lo sabía hacer, pero no sabía cómo, por ejemplo, acerca de lo de las licencias, los permisos, los desinfectantes... Um, y todo eso yo lo aprendí ahí y, y aprendí varias maneras también de cocinar las cosas yo ya sabía hacerlas de una manera aprendí unas diferentes ya las complementé un poquito y, y salió bien me gustó going into Kumala I thought I was only going to learn how to cook but I actually learned how to run a business I learned things such as how to get licenses, licenses um, to get your permits um, sanitizers, how those work, um, and different businesses. Um, I did learn how to cook a lot of do, like new things from different cultures, and I enhanced my cooking <laughs> skills. So I've learned quite a lot. También otra cosa importante que para mí es bien importante el manejo de los alimentos, cómo mantener limpia, cómo mantener segura la comida. Yo no sabía muchas muchas reglas de salubridad y las aprendí ahí. 
y ahora me sirven para mi negocio. I also learned a lot of like the rules for business, the, the different things that you need to follow um, with health. Um, department. Yeah. The yeah. health department. Department of Health. Yeah. yeah. It's very different. I mean, and yeah, the, those are... Those are the things that are really hard to navigate as yeah. any any business owner, but especially if you are, you know, um, an immigrant, like, and you don't speak English as your native language. I can exactly. only imagine. Uh, yeah. So, are there resources too that Kamal provides after uh, graduating to yeah. if questions like that come up with the health department or something like that? Actually, yeah, we um, we are quite frequently in contact with Erica particularly, uh, but also with other graduates as well, um, just to help them launch their business, right? So Erica may have a question about like li licensing, permit, uh, maybe about expanding, maybe about costing. Um, we have our general manager, Matt Vernon, who is our, our financial guru, mm -hmm. who uh, definitely helps out with that. And then we also have like another, we have another uh, participant who's looking to branch out and open her own restaurant here in the downtown area. And we're helping her with, the, you know, finding, helping her facilitate the real estate uh, transaction and also the business plan. So we're, we're there as a resource after mm -hmm. we graduate. We also, after they graduate, we also um, provide grants for startup um, costing. Um, so as a goal, um, part of you know our mission is to reach out to people so everyone can know about it because it is a non-for-profit. It is a not-for-profit. Um, it is a social enterprise though um, that is structured like a for-profit, but it still is a non-profit. So we do still rely on the, you know the community to help us out, and they have they've come through um, like a, a grant for Erica after she graduates to help her get her business going, um, and, and 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 we plan to expand that and, and keep growing as well. It is a very different model from a traditional restaurant. Yeah. But if you could pick one or two things that are happening at Kamal that you think every restaurant should implement, what would that be? Um, I think taking into account it's the, the opinion of its uh, participants, or in the case of a restaurant, or even a culinary school, it's um, students and workers. Part of what makes Kamal a success is that it's not just, you know, the rule of the law coming down from above and, you know, the, it did start from the women in the community. They came to the resource center and said, hey, we want, we want, to, we want, to, we want you to help us start our business. And that's how Kamal started, right? It was like, how can we help you start a, a business um, and still have that uh, community-based uh, environment? Well, we have a restaurant, but we still keep it community-based, and we frequently ask for feedback. We have community roundtables at least once a month with the participants and go over what's, what's working well with Kamal, what's not working well with Kamal, what would you love to see happen with Kamal? And then we go from there, and we kind of implement what we, what we, what we hear um, and try and see if it aligns with the, the long-term, short-term goals of Kamal. But the input of the... Uh, of the people that make the actual uh, business, the building possible, the workers, the students, the cooks, um, from the bottom to the top, or in my, in our case in Kamal, everyone, it's a pretty flat organization. Um, so there is no bottom, there is no top, it's just you're in the program and then you're out of the program. Um, but even when you're out of the program, you're still part of Kamal, you know? So I think the idea of um, having a flat hierarchy with um, a hierarchy of learning instead um, could be beneficial to a lot of uh, a lot of organizations because the people who are in the trenches they have a different perspective 
than the manager who's not in the trenches. Whether or not, you know, like myself, I've been in the trenches, but I'm not there now. Um, and so times change, things change, and people have different personalities. I think relying on, on their input is quite valuable for a successful business because employees come first uh, no matter what. If you have, if you have uh, unhappy employees, if you have ha- employees who are not um, getting feeling fulfilled, then you don't have a business that's going to succeed because you don't have a structure in place to help um, that business succeed. You have just workers. You know, and you, what you want are people who have a, a stake in the business. And Erica, similar question for you. What are um, things about Kamal that, you'll, that you're taking into your new businesses? Yo pienso que Kamal funciona porque las personas que trabajamos ahí tenemos pasión por lo que hacemos y yo creo que todos los restaurantes deberían de tener personas uh, que hagan su trabajo con con muchas ganas y todo sale perfecto. Yo yo siento que todas las mujeres de Comal tienen esa pasión por cocinar. I think one thing that I brought with me is my passion to cook. I think that Comal is really good at hiring people who love what they're doing and are really passionate about cooking. So I think every restaurant should have people like that in their work environment. And that's what I brought. Fatima, do you work with your mom? Yeah, every once in a while. <laughs> um, what... Do you work with the, at the food truck with your uh, mom? Yes. Um, tell me more about the food truck and like what you do uh, in working with your mom. Well, I almost don't really go in there. I'm not. I mean, I'm not like my mom. I don't really like to cook. But <laughs> um, when she needs help, like getting food, whenever they run out, I'm the one that goes and buys that for her. Mm-hmm. So we go to my grandpa's carniceria. Um, that's just. Uh, cosas de la computadora. Yeah, I, I also help her make menus and stuff for her catering. Um, well, in the food truck, when I do help out in there, it's just mainly cooking vegetables, making sure everything is stocked up outside for the tacos, um, going to buy sodas whenever they run out or drinks, making sure everything is stocked up is just what I do, basically. And you don't like to cook, but like, what are your favorite things that your mom makes? Oh, I love everything. I just, I love all my mom's food. <laughs> um, I really like something that's called mole. Oh, yeah, yeah mole. I, I love her mole. Yeah. Tell, um, tell me, either of you, tell me about the mole. Because mole, there's so many different types, but how, what is your mole like? Uh, mi mole, yo lo, yo lo hago, um, lo hago, ay, sé cómo es en inglés, pero no en español. Lo hago desde todo, cocino los chiles, los muelo, todas las especies, las cocino juntas. Después las, las licuo. Eh, y se hace una mezcla, pues es el mole, es muy diferente al que venden en muchos lugares y tú le puedes dar el sabor que quieras, a mí me gusta un poco salado, un poco dulce, un poco picoso ah, sí, que tenga las, los tres sabores combinados eh, 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 y queda muy rico, con pollo She uses chicken to make it and she likes to grind up her peppers and her spices all at once um, to make the flavor that she wants You can make it any way that you like, but the way she likes to make it... Um, just using, like, grinding it all together and putting it with the chicken. It tastes really good. It doesn't taste like um, anything that you find at the stores. Because, like, most of the time it's sweet. My mom's is not yeah. sweet. It's really good. It's not bitter. It's, like, the perfect mix, the balance. <laughs> it's really delicious. Do you use cocoa in it at all? Huh? Cocoa? So, or cocoa. Chocolate. chocolate? Yes. Yes. But, but bitter, like, not sweet chocolate. No, le pongo... Si es, si es dulce el chocolate, eso es lo que le da... Pero no se le pone mucho, se le pone un poco para, te, para que tenga ese sabor. Un poco dulce, un poco salado y un poco spicy. 
So she does use a chocolate in there, but she doesn't use a lot. She uses very, very, very little, and she balances it out with other spices to make sure that it's balanced mm. and how not long super does it, sweet. How long does it cook for? Oh, yo soy muy rápida para cocinar. <laughs> Quizás unos um, 30 minutos. 30 minutes. Oh. Yeah, she's really fast. That's awesome. I love a quick mole. Yeah, right. <laughs> Instant <laughs> gratification. Um, so, Arden, I want to talk a little bit more about your path. You've only been in Denver for, what, four, four months? Four or five yeah, months? About, about four or five months, yeah. And you were yeah, in definitely. Brooklyn. And I was. we were just talking and realized that I knew exactly where yeah. your catering business was. It yeah. was in Greenpoint, where Three's Brewing is now located. Yeah, we used to be neighbors. That's that's amazing. And you haven't made it to our station in Bushwick yet, but yeah. next time you're visiting, you better. I will. I will. Um, so tell me about the move from Brooklyn to um, to Denver, how it's been, and then how you very quickly got involved in Comal. Oh, well, it's... Uh, you might call it kismet. I don't know. Um, I basically I knew I was I knew I was moving out here um, since earlier this year uh, for my girlfriend. She uh, started school out here like back in August for school, uh, getting a master's in social work, and uh, so I knew I was coming out here. And I was just phasing out of my last position, and um, in that process, she sent me a. Um, a, a notice from uh, Focus Points Family Resource. So that's the first time back in like February. It's the first time I heard about um, Komal. She was like, this is a place that I think you would enjoy. Um, I was just at a, at a place where I was moving on. And so when you're moving on and you, tr you try to figure out what can I do that's different? What can I do that, that's, that I can, that, that'll, that'll teach me as opposed to like just, you know, grinding, grinding, grinding. I wanted to do something for my personal betterment. And so when she sent me that, I was like, wow, this sounds amazing. I had no idea when I was going to move, so I didn't really pursue anything. Um, I came out here in uh, end of March, and I figured I needed a little break. So I took about two months and just uh, soaked up the Denver sun <laughs> and uh, sometimes hail. <laughs> but um, after a while, I saw that um, Kamal was hiring. And I was like, this is too good to be true because I, I knew about this place and I might have been stalking them. So that's mm -hmm. how I knew that they were posting a, a job. So I immediately posted the job and uh, went in for an interview. And um, it, was just a, it was just a good match. Um, their vision uh, aligned with what I was looking for. I was really looking for something where I would be learning um, more than I would be giving. And so while I am giving a lot, don't get me wrong, <laughs> I do feel that I'm learning so much uh, from the participants. Um, even, even in the case of like, things like the mole, um, you know, I'm used to like mole being one way, sweet, right? And sweet with like nuts and chocolate, raisins, and that's not necessarily true. And I'm learning that within, within Mexico, you know, like Mexican food out here is different from Mexican food that I've had in New York. Um, a, a, most of the cooks that I've dealt with and uh, worked with in New York are from the Puebla region. And I'm yet to meet one participant from the Puebla region. It's been like Durango, right, right. Jalisco. Mm -hmm. It's been uh, you know Puerto Vallarta. It's been uh, Oaxaca. I've never, I have yet to see um, that style of food. And I gotta say, it's it is different. The, the different nuances, the amount of the differences in the chilies, and why you use this chili versus that chili for the color, for the flavor, for the spice. Um, I'm learning a lot about that. And so, coming to Kamal, I I see when I see the amount of raw talent that's that's there um i just i'm excited to teach because one of the things uh i learned just in my trajectory in my career is that as a manager you're you're really a teacher right 
Um, if you're an effective manager, you're really teaching people um, and you're also learning from them as well. It's what a, a, a good leader is really good at listening to the people that they're leading and taking that information and helping them and push them along with their goals. And this is like the perfect format for me to kind of perfect that skill. And um, that's general, just that's the reason why um, I feel like I'm a good fit with Kamal and why Kamal's a good fit for me. Um, just learning all those things and kind of expanding our horizons and educating the masses on the different cultures that are out there, um, the different immigrant and refugee populations that are out there. It's not only about the cuisine, but it's also about enlightening people as to the people that are cooking this cuisine, um, kind of humanizing people um, as opposed to the opposite, especially in this climate. I think it's important for people to understand that like, we have similarities, we have differences, um, the ethnic, um, ethnic biases within cuisine, I like to tear those walls down so that people see that, you know, Mexican Middle Eastern food is just as, just, it takes us just as much um, talent, takes just as much um, uh, perseverance and work ethic to cook those cuisines as any other cuisine. It doesn't make any difference. You shouldn't expect a lower price point for a certain cuisine based on its ethnic um, background. And I feel that, like, I made my first tortilla uh, working. Yeah, it was intense. It, it wouldn't work out too well for me, but <laughs> like I made my first tortilla and I was, I was surprised at how difficult it was. While the Erica's laughing. She's it like, is. Yeah. It's so difficult. Like I was just like, I cannot, I couldn't get it to fall flat on the plancha for my, for anything. And it was, it was just, it was very humbling because it's, um, you have an ingredient where it, where the ingredient itself may be at a low price, but the amount of labor that goes into it, the amount of talent that goes into it, and to push the to, to make fresh tortillas really fast for a line of people takes a special talent and a special amount of labor that costs money. And I think that the monetary value of that should be appreciated by the masses. Um, and I think that being able to promote that and put that out there um, and kind of um, equalizing. The, play, play, the playing field for everybody um, is what I hope to achieve at Kamal and why I'm there. That's amazing. Um, I wa also want to, well, one other question. You did the event last night here at Slow yes. Food Nations. Do you have other events coming up today? Um, me in particular, I do not, but one of our graduates is actually doing a, a workshop on injera. Uh, so we had an Ethiopian uh, contingent as well that we, uh, that we had at Kamal. Um, and one of our participants, Gannett, she's uh, teaching, teaching people how to make injera, the uh, spongy, gluten-free uh, Ethiopian flatbread. This interview, more than any other, has just made me so hungry. Right? Talking about all the foods I love. This is every day for me. Ugh. <laughs> every day I'm hungry. I think I, I don't know. I love Brooklyn, but I'm... Yeah. I think you're on to something by moving out here to Denver. <laughs> Not me, they are. I'm just, I'm just, well, I'm along for the ride. You're, you're in the right place, though. Yeah. You're around all these incredible people. Um, so, you've mentioned um, the lunch service at Kumal. Right. Where can people learn more about it? Um, how can, where can they visit it in person in Denver, and where can they go online to learn more about? Gotcha. You? So Kamal, uh, it's Kamal Heritage Food Incubator, and we have a Facebook page. Uh, we post our menus. Our address is three four five five. Uh, Ringsby Court. It's in the taxi building, Suite 105. Uh, right across the Platte River, if you look directly across from the Source Hotel, you can see the taxi buildings. We're right in there. We're open Monday to Friday, 11 to 2 uh, p.m. for lunch. We are uh, also available anytime you want, seven days a week, uh, for catering as well. Um, all of our catering is done by our participants. 
um, in the program. And uh, we basically, they create their own menus with their own specialties. Uh, we sit down with them and um, get the menus uh, going for them. So whether or not you want uh, Middle Eastern or Mexican food right now, uh, we are looking into expanding that. Um, you will have uh, a wide variety of uh, choices to choose from. Incredible. And Erica, where can we find information about your food truck and um, where can people go to eat your food? Por ahorita solamente tenemos página de Facebook. Vamos a comenzar a hacer nuestra página web porque ya vamos a tener un lugar en específico donde vender. Right now we only have a Facebook page for Prietos Catering. It's called Prietos Catering. And we're going to start working on a website just because we now have like a location where we're going to be standing um, that we can put online. So. Por ahora estamos en, en vendiendo en Denver todos los fines de semana en el 2175 Bryant Street. Right now we're just on in Denver on Fridays. Um, 2175 Bryant Street. Bryant Street. <laughs> and what was the name of the catering company again? Prietos Catering. Prietos. Yes, it's Prietos called P-R-I-E-T-O. We'll make sure you put this in the episode notes too so awesome. people can find them. Um, Fatima, thank you so much for coming on and, and talking and help and translating a little bit for us. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And Erica, thank you so much for telling us about your story and about your work with Comal and all of your exciting food business ventures. No, gracias por, por la invitación eh, uh, aquí. Thank you for the invite. Yeah. And Arden, thank you so much for coming on and talk, telling us about your move to Denver, your very yeah. exciting move to Denver, and your work with Kamal Heritage Thank Food you. Incubator. Thank you very much. Any, any chance I can get to talk about uh, these ladies, I will. Absolutely. Um, once again, I'm Kat Johnson for Heritage Radio Network. We're here at Slow Food Nations in Denver, Colorado. Thanks to Hearst Ranch, Big Green Egg, and the Julia Child Foundation for Gastronomy and the Culinary Arts for making our coverage of Slow Food Nations possible. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few minutes with more interviews. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.